Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Mark Harari, Vice President of Remodelers Advantage and President of RA Marketing. Plus, he's also the author of a brand new book, Lobster on a Cheese Plate, How to Stand Out, Attract the Best Clients, and Win Every Sale That Comes Your Way. Today, Mark's going to share his thoughts on how you can compete against the giants in your marketplace and come out on top every time. And we're going to hear all about it in just a minute. I'm going to do this the old-fashioned way, with two swords and maximum effort. Okay, guys, let's get out there and make a difference. Hi, this is Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I am here with a special guest today, our very own co-host of this podcast, Mark Harari. Hello. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So exciting. Your first book has been published and is out on Amazon and all over the world. How are you, how are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's always fun to see uh, your, your, your name out there in print. Yeah, no kidding. And it's a great book. A lot of fun to read. But tell me, how did you come up with that title? Lobster <laughs> on a cheese plate. Well... Here's the thing. I love cheese. Cheese is like the best thing in the world, right? There's no cheese I don't like to eat. And if I see a cheese plate, I'm in heaven. So I can't wait to go to a party. And now that we're getting out of the COVID thing and things are starting to normalize a little bit, I'm hoping to see more cheese plates in my near future. But that was really what what drove it for me? Because I, I didn't know what to name the book. It was it was called Marketing Book mm-hmm. as I wrote it. It just I, I started writing a book because well, a because you were egging me on to do it. Mm-hmm. She said you really got to write a book. You got to write a book. You got to get your stuff out there. So I said, okay, Victoria, I'll write a book. <laughs> but uh, but beyond that, I wanted to help people as much as I could. So that's why I started it. And then it was like, okay, time to name this puppy, and. I actually struggled with it a little bit, and then I was having some cheese at home, and that's when it <laughs> hit me. Because really, that's the thing. For someone like me that loves pretty much any cheese you'll ever put in front of me, a cheese plate is awesome. But a cheese plate's also just a land of a whole bunch of really good choices. They're all good choices to me. So I don't even know which one to pick, right? And that's really what most remodelers are facing you're not you're not going up against chuck in the truck and dan in the van right i mean you're you're going up against really high quality competitors competitors that are as good as you they they knock it out of the park the homeowners that have to choose are looking at a land of really good choices so how do you stand out and if you just leave it to being uh, another piece of cheese on that cheese plate you're you're introducing a lot of chance and speculation to the process, but you put some lobster on a cheese plate and the choice is clear. I think anybody's going to, well, at least people that like lobster are going to go for the lobster first, A, because they like lobster, but B, because that'll be the first thing to go. You can always go back and get the cheese. So lobster is the obvious choice if you put it on the cheese plate. And that was kind of the the idea. That's actually, you know, I'm a movie buff. Mm-hmm. That's That's what's called a MacGuffin. <laughs> So what is a MacGuffin? <laughs> well, because that's the thing. A MacGuffin is a thing that propels the action in a movie, right? But it has nothing to do with the movie in and of itself. So 
really, if if you pick this up, you're not going to just be reading about lobsters and cheese for for 18 chapters or 24 chapters. It it's pretty much just in the intro, and then you're off and running into your journey, and that's what a MacGuffin is. So if you've ever seen the Big Lebowski, the the dude's rug is the MacGuffin. It's it's just the thing that got the the ball rolling, started all the action. But at the end of the day, the movie wasn't really about him getting a rug. Okay, all right, I got it. <laughs> have you seen that? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I'll have to watch it now just to see if I can spot this. I'm sure I can. Oh my gosh! Well, what about Citizen Kane? Yes, there I've seen Citizen Kane. Kane, and would the MacGuffin be the sled? Yeah, the rosebud, because it wasn't really about a sled. The movie was about the journey and everything right. else that happened. Right. The movie okay. Had nothing right. to do with the sled, right? Uh, do most movies have that? No. All right. All right. Well, good to know. All right. All right. So back to your book. Okay. So in section two, you ta- you have a lot of really interesting things you're talking about. And one is the six stones. I mean, you wrap your marketing instruction around these six stones. Where did that come from? What does it reference? And maybe you could share a couple of those with us. Sure. Well, so really, let's. I'm going to stay, take a step back if it's okay. Yep. And, and really kind of frame a, a bulk of the book really talks about positioning your business as the obvious choice, Be, mm-hmm. positioning yourself as the lobster on the cheese plate. And and the bulk, I'd say 70% of the book is based on on that, how to position yourself as that. And so the the six stones, again, movie guy, movie buff, I've referenced movies throughout the book, right? I drop yeah, in fun. movie quotes and direct and indirect references to movies. And the one thing that kind of jumped out to me was the awesome power of having a strong position in the market. And that's part of a positioning statement that declares what your position is. And the six stones are the six elements of a strong position, the six elements that go into your positioning statement and how you define where you stand in the market. And I call them the six stones because they're not unlike the six stones in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the Infinity Stones. Because so I, I saw I saw the I saw a parallel there because you find those six stones in Marvel and you have unfathomable limitless power you can do anything with anything and the six positioning stones will do that for you as well as long as you find your six positioning stones right, you can great. you can go up against anyone whether it's Amazon or or a mom and pop shop across the street it's not going to matter. Okay, that, that's pretty cool. So you've got, could you tell us a little bit about, like, what do you think are, like, one or two of the most important stone, positioning stones? So that's a really good question. And it's it's like asking, who, which one's your favorite child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, there's no, there there isn't. Of a most important or more important because the six really combined, they combine to make the position. So they're all equally as important. Now, one could argue that the um, the fourth stone, your point of difference, is probably the the potential to be the strongest stone you have, and and that is really your why. It's it's why customers should pick you over anyone else. It's some people call the point of difference uh, your unique selling proposition. Mm-hmm. Or, but, but I don't like that because it just, it sounds so salesy and pitchy. And I even say so in the book, I, I don't want you ever thinking of how, how you can sell your services and how you can pitch yourself. 
I always want you thinking in terms of how you can do it in a way no one else can. And then that ends up being your unique attribute. But don't think of it as a unique selling proposition. Think of it as, you know, how you do something that no one else can in a way no one else can. So I imagine that in many cases, that is really difficult for remodelers to identify. What do you see when you're talking to remodelers on the challenges they face when they're developing that point of difference? It's, it, can, it can be extremely difficult. The, the, the truth is most people think they have one and, and the vast majority of, of encounters I've ever had, it's, it's, it's a, as Donnie Brasco would say, it's a fugazi. It's a fake stone. It's not really a point of difference. Things like, you know, we, we pride ourselves in, in quality and, and customer service and things like that. It, that's not going to fly. That's not a point of difference. By definition, the point of difference stone is something that's it's unique. And the word unique means no one else has it, right? You're, you're right. unique. So if anybody else can say it or claim it or prove it, you're not unique. You're not different. One of the biggest things, not just with the point of difference, but with the entire positioning statement, when you're done with it, and you really do need to have a positioning statement, and it takes work to build it out. But it's one of most people listening are going to have a mission statement, if not all. The vast majority probably also have a vision statement. But the positioning statement's the third statement every company should have, and very few have that one. But I do believe that any company should have these three statements to to run a successful business. So that said, I do what I usually do even when we record our other shows, and that's I go down off a rabbit hole tangent. What was the original question? We were talking about the challenges that remodelers face in developing this right. positioning statement. Yeah, sorry. So for some, the 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 harsh reality is that there's nothing to find. The, the stone doesn't exist for you. And if that's the case, it's not really a time to panic, but it doesn't mean just move on without it. It's it's not an option to not have this stone. You need to have all six stones, and it's not an option to move forward without it. You just have to actually create the stone. And there are multiple ways to do it. Um, I kind of go through a few of them. One example of creating this stone is – and let me just take a step – some of these decisions require really hard choices. But but one way to create a stone from from thin air if you don't have one is to is to niche your business, right? Niche the market and 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 specialize in something. If if none of your competitors specialize in that, then you've got a kind of a built-in way to create the stone for yourself and corner a market position. So that's one example of a way to create one out of thin air. All right. And there's a lot of ways to create those niches, right? Absolutely. There's tons of ways. It's, it's, but it can be scary. You know, most, most people, when you start talking to them about niching, that the first place they go is thinking they're reducing their, their market. Mm-hmm. Like, why, right, why, right. I want, I want to, my market is everyone in a 40 mile radius right. that owns a house and needs remodeling. No, it's not. <laughs> you're, you're, if you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're nothing to no one. Mm-hmm. So that should never be your your market. But niching, really getting granular in in some some capacity, it niching has the the ability 
it seems counterintuitive, but narrowing your focus can broaden your appeal. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a strong, it's a powerful stone. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have one, it's a strong way to go. Hi, this is Tim Fowler with Remodelers Advantage. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about our roundtable program for production managers. With the surge in the economy, many companies are adding this position or finding that their production manager is not equipped to handle the intense growth. If this is the case, consider a small investment and enroll them in this opportunity for growth. Many of our guests on the Tim Fowler Show have been involved in the program, and you may have heard them mention the rewards of being involved. We meet twice a year for two days, collect and discuss performance metrics for each company, and we support each other throughout the year with microboards, smaller groups of peers who meet monthly via Zoom or by phone to discuss issues and ask for input. Currently, we have five groups, but they're full, so we're starting a sixth. The goal is to have at least eight new members for that group so we can set up for our first meeting in the fall during our summit week, September 20 through 24 in Phoenix, Arizona. There will be some preliminary meetings in July and August via Zoom to get people connected and start the growth process. If you want more information, feel free to email me at tim at remodelersadvantage.com or visit our website, remodelersadvantage.com and click on membership. Thank you. Now, another thing you talk about in the book is even lobsters need a plan. Now, I know (laughs) you've seen lots of plans, but you don't feel they're plans. Tell me what you typically see versus what you want to see. You're talking about a marketing plan. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The vast majority, a lot of our members have over the years sent me uh, an email with an attachment saying, hey, could you take a quick peek at this? Let me know if you see any red flags or something. I mean, you know. I, I get them often and it's funny because I almost always see one that it's it's incredible how many do this. And it's not just remodelers, it's it's many businesses across the globe, but they're not marketing plans, they're they're just marketing budgets. And that is the it's just crazy to me. It just a list of tactics and with the dollar amounts expected to spend for, you know, 2021. And and this is what you think is your marketing plan. A budget isn't a plan. It's literally just a list of stuff with dollar amounts next to it. You know, I was, I was talking to Spencer the other day, uh, Builder Funnel. And, and I said to him, I was like, could you imagine if, if you were your general, your president or your general comes in, he says, okay, I have our plan. And you say, okay, great. What's our plan to, to take care of this critical national security issue? And he just starts spouting out, um, well, I need you know, $55 million for landmines, $160 million for some paratrooper deployments. And he just starts listing tactical yeah. things with dollar amounts. You're going to kick you out of the – get out of the office, man. What are you talking about? This It's not a plan. You're just asking for stuff with money. Right. So, so no, that's, that's not a plan. So that's the biggest mistake I see. Really, uh, in the book, I kind of go through the six steps to creating a plan, and and the budget's step four, right? Yeah. So so you've skipped steps one, two, and three, and gone straight to four, mm-hmm. and then you stop at four. So, well, why do you think that happens? I mean, is it just because it's so hard, or they don't realize, or 
Why does that happen? I, I don't – I just think it's just not really realizing – thinking through the, the process. That's all. It, it's, it seems – you know, I read somewhere that upwards – I don't remember where I read it. It's uh, Inc. Mm-hmm. is, is – I, I could be wrong with this. So don't quote me on that. I think it was Inc. But I read somewhere that 91 percent – it was upwards of 90 percent of small businesses work off of budgets as a plan. Ah, okay. So and it's common. To it's make common, that and not just marketing, just in general. Like mm-hmm. this is this is my budget for twenty twenty one. Like mm-hmm. the business company budget, right? Well, that's our plan, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, you need to start with what's your objective, what's your goal. Mm-hmm. How can you? How, if you don't define your goal, your objective, how can you make a plan without that? And then, then once you've got your objective, then you determine the strategies you need to to execute. Then you can come up with the tactics, and it just cascades down from there. And then once you've got your tactics, now you got that's the list of stuff, the tactics, and then you start putting the prices to it, and so on and so forth. You know, you played chess, right? Mm-hmm. Have I'm certainly not like Queen's Gambit, but I've played. <laughs> I loved Queen's Gambit, man. That was so good. I was sad when it was over. Me too. Yeah, that was really really good. Um, but you know, imagine if I told you, okay, I need you to come up with a strategy to to win. In our next match, whether you're a grandmaster or not, you can kind of start to formulate some kind of a plan, right. at least in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to come up with a plan if you don't know the objective is to capture the king? Yes. Right? So yeah. if you don't define the objective, what are you planning for? Right. And then once you've defined the objective, now you know what to plan for, and then you start setting up the strategies. And then once you have the strategies, then you can determine what tactics are needed for the strategies. Because that's the, what the biggest issue is. Just listing a whole bunch of tactics, most include social media. There's probably some print in there. There's mm-hmm. going to be yard signs and lawn signs. And, you know, it's just kind of like the same old, same old. This is just the stuff we do in marketing right. for our company. So I'm just going to list them out. And my big plan is to just increase the amount of money I'm investing or decrease or whatever. And and anyway, so that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Now, with the one unique thing I thought about this book is it doesn't stop at the book. You developed a whole whole world of other resources on the web, right? Yeah, I wouldn't call it a world, but it's going to keep building. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've got all kinds of good resources on the website of the book so that um, people that read the book can go over there and download the free resources. And I'm going to continue adding on it um, over the months and weeks and years and hopefully decades so and, just and, keep and, it. And people who read it and go to the website can also interact with others who have done it as well, right? Yeah. So I am. I did kick off the the Facebook group um, for for the book. So because you know, I mean, look, what do we do, right? Remodelers Advantage. We're peer advisory roundtables, baby. Mm-hmm. The power of we. Yeah. So for me to not end the book by saying, you know, you're on an island, you're all alone. Good luck to you. That that's that goes against everything I believe and everything I've been living and breathing here at Remodelers Advantage. So I wanted to create a, an area community for people to just be able to bounce ideas off of each other, ask each other questions, ask questions about their positioning statements if they have any and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I created a whole bunch of resources for people to use. All right. That's awesome. This is great. I love the book. It's tons of fun to read. It's so not the dry, typical stuff that one would imagine, you know, of textbooky it's very fun to read oh, thank so you. great job i enjoy it what if you were going to give 
if as we're winding down here, if you were going to give um, remodelers <laughs> one piece of advice uh-huh. in developing their marketing persona, their plan, I mean, what would be the, the, the one piece of advice that you would share? Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pieces of advice in there, no doubt yeah, about it. That's, that's probably the easiest piece of advice. But, <laughs> now, you know, uh, probably the, the biggest piece of advice is marketing is not an expense. Marketing is an investment. And like any investment, if you if you have a 401k, if you have an IRA, if you buy properties, if you whatever you do, you invest in things because you expect a return on that investment. And I think the biggest mistake you're you're off to the wrong start if you look at marketing as an expense on the balance sheet, and it's not an expense. If you aren't getting return on that dollar, you're doing it wrong. And that's okay. Sometimes you don't because not every single activity and marketing tactic is going to work. But you need to keep working it and working it, just like the the stock market. You know, every mm-hmm. every purchase isn't going to net a gain. But if you don't learn from it and make adjustments, you're going to lose. And mm-hmm. and so my biggest piece of advice is start looking at marketing as an investment and stop looking at it as a, a expense. All right, great. That was great. So, Mark, I've actually got a seventh stone here for you, and that's the lightning round stone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that works, but that's what we're going with. You know, so it's we, funny because I, I do the lightning round on our show, so I, th- <laughs> I didn't think you'd even remember to, to ask this oh, part. Oh, yes. Yeah. And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? Uh, Influence by Robert Cialdini is requisite reading for anyone that even wants to consider doing marketing, in my opinion. If you weren't the vice president of Remodelers Advantage and president of RA Marketing, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, Golfing 36 holes a day. (laughs) What are you not very good at? Golfing. (laughs) Your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? Uh, my car. All right. Would you rather be without elbows or be without knees? Uh, probably knees. I don't know how I'd scratch anything without elbows. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you could get rid of any one state, which would it be and why? Uh, state of confusion. <laughs> all right. That was good. Oh, avoided all sorts of things there, didn't we? <laughs> all right. That was awesome. Thank you very much for participating. And now, lastly... Before I let you go, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. Okay. Be the lobster every day. Yes. How's that? I think that's good. I like that one. <laughs> do, you, do you like that one? Be, be the lobster every day. Yeah. If, you know, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not trying to stand out, if you're not trying to be different, you're just like everyone else and you're just a commodity. So be the lobster every day. Perfect. So, Mark, how do people find out more about your book and about the, the website and the whole lobster community? <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can go to bethelobster.com, and there you'll find all the resources. So even if you didn't buy the book and read it or borrow the book and read it or steal the book and read it, <laughs> uh, you can still download all the resources, and they're they're absolutely free. And you can also get a link to the book on Amazon, or you can just go to Amazon and search for lobster on a cheese plate. You might also see other things like lobster crackers and lobster <laughs> cookbooks. cookbooks and stuff like that. But 
Uh, just get make sure you get the marketing one. Persevere. You yeah. too shall get through this. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. that's awesome. And there's some really fun stuff when you are getting onto the website too. A few puzzles for you out there. Jill Joy. Yeah, there's uh, there you can find the hidden chapter that's not in the book, chapter yeah. nine and three quarters. That's right. Some <laughs> yeah. of you may recognize that little hint. But all right, well, thank you so much, Mark. This has been awesome. We appreciate you being part of this, you know, as a guest instead of a host for a change. Well, thank you for having me. It's you been bet. such a pleasure. Certainly. And we want to say thank you to all of you listeners out there as well. Thank you for listening week in and week out. Uh, we appreciate it greatly. And look forward to seeing you again next week. I'm Victoria Downing. And I'm Mark Arari. See you next week. (laughs) This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.